Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve deeper into our series, The Hills Have Size, where we discuss the seminal MTV show, The Hills. Today we're going to be discussing Season 3, Episode 24, Girls' Night Out. Yep, that's what it is. It is. Um, <laughs> and, but before that, we have a little bit of house cleaning. I actually have a decent amount. Number one, um, we're actually we're recording this. You guys won't hear it for a couple weeks, but it's the day after the Women's March in D.C., and we both went. Yeah. Um, we went separately. I actually went with Malls from Emotionally Broken Psychos and Please Advise, um, and Mare went with her good friend from college. Yep. Um, it was an amazing day. Uh, so I will be, um, I'll probably be a little bit on the Please Advise episode about the Women's March. And then, um, yesterday evening after the march, we all had dinner, uh, Mare and I and Malls and two of Malls' great friends, Lisa and yeah. Sarah. Um, and we recorded an episode of Emotionally Broken Psychos, um, that I don't, it may have already aired at this point by the time, by the time you hear this, but look for it. It should be coming out soon. And it was tons of fun. Yeah, it was. Let's hope that audio is good enough and that yeah. it actually got turned into an episode. Well, I have to say, um, cause we recorded it actually at Mara's husband's restaurant <clears throat> and, um, I kind of felt like Stassi and Jax when Stassi was interviewing Jax for the podcast in the Rainbow Room in LA. Yep. It was very similar. We were that table. We were that table. It was yeah. pretty amazing. <laughs> um, by the way, were people staring at us? I don't think so. Because I had my back to the whole rest of the restaurant, so I couldn't see. I would be staring if a bunch of people were passing a microphone around the restaurant. I, I wasn't paying attention. Uh, I'd be curious to know. I thought it was funny. Now, <clears throat> and I have very exciting house, clean, uh, house cleaning for Mare that she does not know. Because I didn't realize, I thought we were both on the email, <laughs> but I guess it just goes to my phone. So, we got our very first email. I'm so, it'll go to my phone now. <clears throat> it's so exciting, and it's from Becca Townsend. Okay. And uh, the headline said, Whitney did know Spencer, exclamation part, exclamation <gasps> point. Yeah, uh-huh. So, I'm going to read you the email. Oh, my God. Hi, Mayor B and Frank. Love, love, love the podcast. Since discovering, I binge listened to every episode, and I'm now Googling all things Hills. I just found this video where Whitney says she had a boyfriend when she started the Hills who was best friends with Spencer, because they all went to high school together. This was the boyfriend of three years she spoke of on the date with Derek, the trainer. Also, she actually, um, also, she never actually worked at Teen Vogue either. So I guess Lisa Love really did hate LC, question mark, question mark. <laughs> um, and then she posted two links to YouTube clips that oh, I watched my God. from Entertainment Tonight. And one is where Whitney talks about that she did. She knew Spencer. Like, her boyfriend was Spencer's best friend. And she said it's really weird that she thought it was weird too that the podcast, I mean, that the show never explored the fact that she and Spencer knew each other in that way or, you know, he was Spencer's boyfriend. Incredible. And then the second clip was um, <laughs> another same interview, but later on, her talking about Teen Vogue. And she doesn't say that she never really worked at Teen Well, it says that she was, they were both interns and she said she did have to do interny things, but then they asked her about her promotion. Uh-huh. Um, and she basically says that she did not have a promotion. Like, so, and her promotion was actually working there. So she just was an intern. Um, she never was in charge of Lauren. Like, it, nothing changed at all. That's, <laughs> I love it, actually, because the producers <laughs> would never believe that Lauren could be in charge of Whitney, and they still made it the <laughs> other way around, even though it was false. Yeah. 
So um, great. So amazing. So thank you so much, Becca. Um, this was, I was literally screamed when I got your email. I can't so stop excited. smiling. This is amazing. Um, and thank you for the YouTube clips, and I will play them for Mara later so she can uh. see them. Um, and we love, again, we love hearing from you guys. Please keep contacting us. We get such a kick out of it. It's so awesome. It's so great. Who was Whitney's boyfriend? Um, I don't think it's said in the clip. I just think she's, I mean, I'm sure we could Google it and figure out who her, her boyfriend was. Don't but think I won't. Apparently Spencer's best friend. Ugh. And they did it for three years. So she obviously knew Spencer very well. <sighs> I'm so angry but excited at the same time. <laughs> that is great. I love that. Uh, so that is all of my house cleaning. Good for you. Very exciting. So I actually don't have that much. Just a few things to correct from a few weeks ago. I need to apologize to Stephanie Pratt. What did you do to Stephanie Pratt? Well... I don't know that I really need to apologize to Stephanie Pratt, but I got my facts wrong about her arrest in Hawaii. <laughs> oh, oh, that was an exciting piece of news. Okay, well, so what happened? here's what I got wrong. She was a production assistant on Lost, okay. and she did steal $1,300 worth of merchandise, but it wasn't from the set. She stole $1,300 worth of merchandise from Neiman Marcus in Honolulu while she was working on Lost. Oh, well, that makes more sense because I couldn't figure out what she would be stealing from Lost that would be worth $1,300. I, I don't know. And what she, she steal from Neiman Marcus' sweater? I don't know, but it was $1,300 worth of goods. And that got her fired? No, that's what made her decide to To go to rehab. Is that, oh, yeah. okay. Because I was like, I didn't think that would get right. her fired. So... <laughs> I was pretty accurate with the number and the fact that she stole stuff, but I just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I got my location incorrect. <laughs> um, and you and I were, as we both realized when we stopped recording last week, we were both wrong about how many episodes we have left. And I yeah. wanted to clarify for people, we thought that we would be finished at the end of season four. Nope. And we are wrong. We actually have to dive into 10 episodes of season five. Yeah. Season five, episode 10 is the final Hills episode will be talking about because that is Heidi and Spencer's wedding and Lauren's last appearance right. on camera. So even though we've been dreaming of all the things we're going to be doing with our next series, we you'll be with us in Hillsland for the better part of 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Just hot tip. All right, that's it. Simple stuff. Yes. Factual errors. <laughs> so we dive into the episode at Epic Records. And Heidi is visiting Audrina at work for lunch. Well, first we have a little shadowing over, like, there's, there's, oh. a, there's some heavy foreshadowing in this episode yeah, of things I'm to Yeah, I'm skipping that stuff, but go ahead. So they showed a little montage again of Jessica being an idiot at People's Revolution. Right. Poor Jess. Her head is on the guillotine for sure. <laughs> um, that was the only, I mean, the rest of it was just, like, foreshadowing of Lauren going to be working at People's Revolution and then a little more foreshadowing of um, Heidi and Audrina, like, getting back together. But the part that I started out to was the whole Jessica thing, like... That girl's head has been on the chopping block since her first second on camera. And I almost wonder if maybe she, like, dated someone in the production team and broke up with them. Because, like, <laughs> the editors don't like her, the production, like, this poor girl. Like, yeah. I, we'll talk about it later in the episode, but yeah. I feel for her. I agree. So, we open the episode at Epic Records, and Heidi is visiting Audrina for lunch at work, mm -hmm. which is quite a bold move from where we left things at S-Bar. Well, an incredibly bold move, yeah. and also weirdly well-received. Yes. Where we left things, actually, was at the villas, when Heidi got her box and mirror and picture, 
and said she'd love to hang out. And Audrina was kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. Well, yeah, because she did the weird thing of like, oh, I miss you. And also made it seem like if you ever need anything, I'm here for you because your life's a mess. Like it was weird, that whole right. exchange. And now they're having lunch at work. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't like, we didn't get like one of those classic Hills cutaways where like Audrina's on the phone being like, what? Oh, she's Heidi's here. Oh, tell her I'm busy. Or nope. oh, okay, send her back. I guess they're just all of a sudden in the cafeteria yeah. having a grand old time. And I have a question about the cafeteria because the receptionist said, "Oh, she's in Epic Digital." Yeah, and they're in the cafe. Is that the name of the cafeteria? Epic Digital. I she. They, <coughs> I mean, I'm assuming that's the digital music department of Epic Records, but like it was yeah. very weird. They cut out a scene at her desk. Clearly, yeah. yeah. Well, or yeah. she doesn't have a desk. Yeah. She's over in that department pretending to work. You can find her there. Um, and they both have trays of food. Very classic cafeteria. Audrina has a full tray of food. You can see like fruits and vegetables and something in a giant bun. I'm not going to say it's a burger because I don't think it is. And I actually don't see meat in it, but it looks like a burger with no meat in it. Heidi has a fruit cup. Oh, see, I thought they both had big bowls of fruit. No, Audrina, I Audrina had more than one did. thing. Heidi had... A bowl of fruit. Yeah. Yep. I wish I could eat just a bowl of fruit. Yeah. I wish I had Audrina's tray in front of me right now. Yeah. Don't tell me about <laughs> it. Although they are the same size, so I guess I just want to be that size. Yeah. So then they had this conversation about how they were friends for such a long time and... Well, I have a little sidebar. Yeah, do it. Um, and I'm surprised you didn't notice this because I feel like this is more your forte. Guess who has a brand new big old Chanel bag of her very own? Heidi. Audrina. Oh, I didn't see. Oh, yeah. The big black with, the, um, it was the, like, a little bit smaller than Birkin size, like the very square kind. It had the interlocking C's on the side, and it had the gold chain straps, but not the super long straps. Oh. No, I didn't see it, which is weird because I did notice Heidi's fuchsia suede pumps, and I liked those. But yeah, no, now Adrena has joined the Chanel bandwagon, and she too has a Chanel purse. Someone got a raise. Yeah. Um, so they're having this conversation about how long they were friends, and I... Okay. And... Well, I, that upset me because I put long time question mark, one year at most. Yes. And they were forced to be friends. Yeah. They were not like... Lauren and Heidi, they were not actual friends. I, I, I know. I, it's stupid. And Heidi talks about how she's gaining herself again. I mean, you're getting back to yourself? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. And, you know, she really needs her girlfriends and she's going to have a girls night out. Will you come? She invites Audrina to come. And I don't think Audrina answers. No, because they did this very shading, shady, like, editing thing again, where she's like, will you come? And Audrina just kind of, like... Stares. Uncomfortable smiles. Like, they made it look like uncomfortable smiles, and then they fade out, and she doesn't get an answer. Yeah. So I guess we're supposed to be, like, on pins and needles as to see whether or not Audrina shows up for girls' night. Well, I wasn't on pins and needles, because I just watched them act like best friends and have lunch together, so... Yeah. It didn't work. <laughs> and then we are at People's Revolution, and Lauren is showing up, and there is a line <coughs> of people out the door, and mm. Frank realized, because I was confused, that <laughs> they were doing a big model call, and it was a big line of models. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I was like, why are people lined up to get into People's Revolution? <laughs> I think part of it, too, is it's such a teeny space yeah. that you people would have to line up outside. I mean, there's no room for anyone to line up inside. I know, but I was like, are that many stylists coming to pick up clothes? <laughs> What's happening? I'm really tired. And 
Lauren, again, is doing an even heavier braided bang than she was last week, and she's wearing a little vest. Yeah. I, I'm not in love with the vest, but she looks cute. But, but it was like a lapeled vest. Yeah. It was like a vest with lapels. Yeah, and it was gray. Yeah. It's, it's an odd choice, but whatever. But I almost wonder if that was a conscious choice, like if someone told her to put it on specifically later so Kelly could be like, wear all black, no boobies. Yeah. Again. <laughs> like, let's, I mean, because I feel like at this point we're into the very, the, the Hills is very produced at this point. Like, we, like, very produced. Just a so, little. So, I almost feel like anything like that is not an accident. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, Kelly Catrone is running around being a boss. I mean, um, they, I put Kelly as slang it. Yeah, slang she's, it. she is. She's on top of everything. There is not someone who is, like, picking their fingernails in that building that she doesn't know about. She... She's incredible. She's running around. She actually compliments a model, which is really cute. She says, oh my God, Bianca, how old are you now? Look at you in that lingerie. You look so cute. But I think the girl said 17. Yeah. Well, That's gross. To com- I'm t- I mean, I love Kelly, but to compliment a 17-year-old on looking cute in lingerie is... But that means she probably met the model several years ago already, too. I know. It just, I, I don't know. It had a creepy vibe to it. And if it was a man that said that, it would be gross. I think a lot of agencies lie about girls' ages. What do you mean? To be... They actually start modeling when they're younger than they say. Oh, no. And a lot of them start at 12 or 13. But yeah. I just thought for Kelly to, like, comment on a minor's... Looking cute looking in lingerie. Cute lingerie was a little weird. Agreed. I thought she said 19, but I also wasn't listening that closely, and it doesn't matter. Uh, well, let's hope she did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so then I'm not quite sure what's happening here, but Lauren and Whitney are taking Polaroids of models and writing their names on them and then putting them on a board for Kelly to... Oh, I can tell you exactly what's happening. Do it. Um, so they do that so that they can poster board the order of the show. Right. And... They're not doing it fast enough, and Kelly just tells them how slow they are. Yeah, well, to be fair, there was, like, six pictures on that board. Like, they, it doesn't take long. Yeah, and <laughs> so then Kelly suggests that Jessica, this head of PR, mm-hmm. gets up from her desk and move. And every shot of Jessica is just her looking like... She's so confused. Confused and despondent and... Not quite like she knows she's going to be fired, but we all know she's going to be fired. She doesn't understand anything. No, and I don't get... Like, this has to be hardcore editing because we all know Kelly Catrone. And there's no way she would have hired someone this stupid... You know, I mean, they're making her look so stupid and out of it. Kelly wouldn't have put up with that for a week. Let alone months or a year or how long Jessica's worked there. And is this also where she scolds Jessica about the phone calls? Scolds about the phone calls. Yes. Jessica says, well, I could use Lauren's help. Oh, yes. Phone calls. Yeah. And Kelly says, no, you can do that by yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She gives her desk away. Then, but, but see, I also thought like that had to be editing too, because they made it look like Kelly tells Jessica to get up because she's going to have Lauren and Whitney doing these Polaroids to do the, the order. And then she immediately is like, well, I could use Lauren's help with the phone calls. Like, if that really happened in that order, she is a dumb, dumb, horrible person. But I think that she went away and came back a half an hour, 45 minutes later and asked for Lauren's help. And then that's when she said, no, 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 do it yourself. Yeah. Yep. But it's still, it's priceless. Oh, it's great. And she still has that confused expression, whether it's editing or not. 
Completely. She is lost. Yeah. I don't, I, I feel like Kelly Catrone had a moment where she said, you've never worked in fashion, but I'm going to take a chance. Like something about this is so bizarre. Or she's like a relative of someone. Yeah. Agreed. Like a, she has a favor to somebody and I'm yeah. going to hire your daughter. Yeah. Like that's, and I almost feel bad for her because she's like a delicate young fawn running across a field and Kelly has a gun with a scope. Yeah. You know, like it's just not fair. <laughs> um, and then Eagle Eye Peasantite over here. Who did you spy? I spied, and it's very weird, and I'm trying to figure out what he'd be doing there. So the camera pans off of Jessica's embarrassing moment, and the cut to commercial music starts, and who is sitting there with the ugliest chin strap uh, beard I've ever seen, but Mikey from Erica Jane, Pat the Puss fame. Yes. So good. And no mention of, like, he's not mentioned, and he's wearing the same, he wears a necklace now, and I can't remember what it says. It might probably says Mikey. Um, it looked like one it had of those an M in word it. necklaces, and I've seen it. Actually, it looks like Erica Jane's cunty necklace, except this one doesn't say cunty; it says something else. Yeah, and I've seen him wear it since. But this motherfucker is. Thir- I mean, good on him. He finally got on a TV show full time, but he I is know. thirsty because I saw a thread online where people were showing all the places he showed up, and the hills wasn't mentioned, so we definitely have caught one that they didn't catch. Yes. Um, but he has been on the Kardashians. I feel like he might have been on Paris Hilton's best friend show. Not the simple life, but the one where yeah. it's like be your best friend or whatever. Yeah. Like he's always like creeping around the background of reality. TV. Wasn't it just called Paris Hilton's BFF? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, also, do we think Mikey's had lip injections? Uh, for sure. He, you see him in profile and he is, his lips are stacked. I feel like they're not as egregiously offensive now. So maybe he'd just gotten them done. He then. looked a little thinner here, actually. Like, he's younger oh, and thinner. Buff, like, more Yeah, pinky. and so maybe his face is smaller, and therefore mm. his lips look bigger. I don't know. And I actually shouldn't be hating on his chin strap beard, because I had a chin strap beard, I think, right around that time. Yeah. I just couldn't name him. My pen was in the air, and I said, how do I know that guy? Because <laughs> <laughs> I just watched, I caught up on Beverly Hills the other day, because they were in Mykonos. Yeah, obviously. Kind of, kind of boring. Mickey was there. Yeah. Um, or Mikey was there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, if you guys are watching, if you haven't watched it yet, like right before commercial break, he shows up in all his duck-lipped glory. Yeah, and he's wearing plaid? Is he wearing plaid? Like he was a wearing a plaid flannelly type shirt unbuttoned with a t-shirt underneath. Yeah. Yep. Can't miss him. So then we have a brief scene at the Sheeprat lair, and... <laughs> Stephanie and Spencer are fighting like husband and wife already. (laughs) He's standing in her kitchen cutting a sandwich in half and she just goes, oh my God, did you use all the turkey on one sandwich? Well, first he's like, hey, she's like, are you making a sandwich? He's like, I made half for you. And she's like, I'm going out, I want to eat. Then she screams at him about using all the turkey. And he's like, well, but I didn't because I made half for you. Which is great logic, Spencer. <laughs> but it cracked me up because I feel like I've definitely said that to my husband. <laughs> he will take an entire thing out of the package and just put it on toast. <laughs> so good. Um, so she is trying to be vague about what she's doing. She says she's going out in Hollywood and doesn't want to say where. And then she eventually says S-bar and then says don't wait up. Well, see, I don't think that the evasiveness had anything to do with Heidi or not. To, I think she was just pissed at Spencer because he's like, yeah. she's like, well, I'm going out. Don't wait up. And he's like, well, where are you going to a club? And she's like, yeah. I don't and that's know. when he was like, which, and then she finally says it. I think it was more like when you're 
like when I lived at home and I was pissed at my parents. Be like, I'm going out. Like, I think it was one of those. <laughs> well, also, don't wait up. He's sleeping on your couch. He's going to see you come home. Just... Well, I think that was another fuck you. Like, yeah. don't wait up. Now, what I am mad about is that the producers have caught on to my tricks and they blurred the clock on the microwave so I could not see what time it was you, you or were... how long this conversation actually went on. And it made me mad. Yeah, you were heated. I was mad. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not okay when they, they prevent our detective work. So then we are at S-Bar and I don't really have much to say about this brief scene, but except that it almost looks like a continuation of last week's scene at a different table. Yeah. It's Heidi and Audrina and Kiara and Stephanie. I, 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 well, isn't this when they have all the goofy Spencer banter? Yeah. Um, so, but they could have had it last week. Well, and we forgot to hats off to uh, the gold jacket being back. I know, but she that's what I'm saying, is that it looks like they filmed two scenes at S-Bar at once. Because that's what she was wearing last time. I should oh, have checked she- her earrings. Damn. No, but was she wear? She wasn't wearing the gold jacket at S-Bar. She was wearing the gold jacket at work. She didn't wear the gold jacket out. Okay. The S-Bar wasn't the gold... The gold jacket was at... Remember, she's sitting at the desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, it's... Same exact crowd. We should have checked to see if Kiara was drinking red wine again. Oh, we should have. We totally should have. Um, but Stephanie was dressed differently. That's true. That's true. Okay. Yeah, Stephanie okay. was dressed differently. All right. Um... And last time, well, I mean, I guess it could have been in a different place in the club. Oh, and the music was different. Last time it was like reggae. Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh, I did because I have a lot to say about the music later. But like, okay. there, the first time it was like reggae, like uh, reg, like dubstepy reggae ish. Okay. Which I, and this time was like older dance music. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, so they have this brief scene where Stephanie is making fun of Spencer. Yeah. And. I guess she's complaining about the jellyfish tank or his stuff in the living room. And he said, that's nothing. Wait until the arcade gets here. And I thought it was funny because Heidi, well, at least the way it was edited, looks like she's like giggling along and like, oh, Spencer's a nut. And that's so poor you. And I'm like, I feel like if this was real, she would have been like, oh, my relationship's over. The video games are leaving. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know. The whole I, thing is. I odd. feel like if you're in that kind of a tumultuous place with someone in your relationship where you're barely talking, you're on a break, like you're not at a place to be wistfully giggling about like how what a slobby is and how he's moving all his stuff into his sisters and how she's he's driving her crazy. Like, I feel like that would just feel like a knife in the heart and it wouldn't be like ha ha ha. I also wouldn't be out with my significant other's sister if I was trying to forget about him for a little while. Um, but, but they're best friends. Oh, oh. Come on. <laughs> Gone. Yeah. So then we have another really brief scene at People's Revolution. And I noticed that People's Revolution is right next door to a Babeland, which is amazing because it reminded me of Kel on Earth when she decides to buy a vibrator and her favorite lube at Babeland for one of her employees. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. She has a very strong connection to Babeland. She does. More power to her. <laughs> Even more incredible. So Lauren and Whitney are, I guess, talking about the shows for LA Fashion Week and tomorrow and... Um, I'm sorry. I can't get this out of my head now. I can't stink, stop thinking about Kelly Catron having sex now. Yeah. 
And all I can imagine her is her being like, why won't you come? Why won't you come? Like, yeah, that's all. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I know. Sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> she gets shit done in the bed, yeah. too, let's be honest. Um, so, Kelly is talking about how all hell is going to break loose tomorrow, as it does with every fashion show. And Whitney, kind of, the end of the scene, Whitney smiles at Lauren and says, maybe she'll hire you. I just don't know what's going to happen. Who could figure that out? I don't know. And that's the end of that. So then we are back at S-Bar. And so girls' night is still just these four girls. And we find out later in the episode, Audrina said she just stopped by S-Bar on her way home from work with Kiara, which is what apparently they did the other time. Yeah, it must be closer to work. Right. So this girls' night is, that's being very generous to call it that. And Heidi's, you know, out with her girls. That, Okay. So they're talking about Stephanie is a single enabler. How she's so young and she always encourages people to be single forever. And they all have a giggle about it. Well, because Audrina says, like, I'm single now and I'm yeah. loving it or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Well, wait, I want to talk about that. Like, yeah. she met Corey in October. It is now end of January, beginning of February. Yeah. And she's single? So, well, my guess about it is that because Corey is Australian and they had some kind of exchange when they were at dinner about how he was going to be home for Christmas, summertime. So if you're going from LA to Australia, maybe he's staying for a while. Oh yeah, maybe. And he's also a BMX athlete. So he might be on tour with Red Bull or something for a little while. True. That was the only thing I could think of. Because he comes back relatively soon. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I think they're still in touch, but I think he's out of town for a while. Gotcha. That, makes sense. That that's makes my sense. guess, yeah. But good for them. At this point, they've been off and on for almost 10 years. Yeah. This is 2008. Yeah. I love Corey. I think he's a cutie pie. So then we see Spencer with Kevin. Kevin. Arriving. Yes. There, we see them outside. Yep. And the tag, the header says, um, Spencer and... Kevin and underneath Kevin it says Spencer's friend. Yep. <laughs> now I Spencer's only friend. I've never heard Kevin mentioned ever. Nope. Before or since I think. Yep. I don't he, know. He was a one-off. Gino, Jaboy. No Kevin. Panero. <laughs> Papa Gino. I don't know. I mean, he'd have to be like Kevo or something to fit in with the rest of them, or Kev Kev, or I don't know. But I'll yeah. look it up. Maybe it's Whitney's ex for all we know. Ooh. Oh, that would be good. Don't, I'm going to look it up before that next be episode. Good. Yep. Um, so Heidi immedi- immediately, excuse me, starts to tweak. She freaks out. Is he talking to those girls? And she's ruining everybody's good time. Now, in Heidi's defense, uh-huh. if this was for reals, which it's not, Um, and I was in her situation, I would have been just as freaked out. Agreed. However, I also feel like I would have just gone over there and been like, oh, hey, what's up? Mm, no. I think that you think that because you've never been in this situation. But as someone who has been, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have too, um, like if you're someone who's in the club scene pretty heavily... Um, and you just know people places. 
So you, I mean, I, numerous times I've been some, like back in the day, been somewhere where someone I was dating or recently broke up with or whatever shows up and it's like talking to other people. Like it's uncomfortable. Your friends sit in the corner and talk about it. You ruin everyone's night because you want to shut the fuck up about it. Fair. They're staring at you. Like you don't want to give them the satisfaction of going over and saying any, like eventually you get drunk enough and you do and you make a scene. Like that's what happens. Like, you definitely wouldn't just run over and be like, hi. Like, you'd be like, oh my god, I can't believe they're here. What the fuck? Oh, why are they doing this? I just want to have a good evening. Now they're ruined. Yeah, but this is not someone that she just, like, casually had sex with a few times. They were engaged to be married. They were planning a wedding. Makes it worse. Okay. It's still stupid as fuck. And (laughs) where I got really mad at Heidi, though, is that she starts blaming the girls. She's like, girls are so aggressive. They'll do anything. Look at them touch him. He's allowing that to happen. Agreed. And I don't think this is a Heidi problem. I think this is a society problem. Yeah. Because think about it. Like, how many women who have, like, their husband, boyfriend, whatever, has cheated on them, it's the girls. Like, 90% of the time, it's like, fuck that bitch. And I'm like, well, your husband, boyfriend is just as culpable, if not more so. Well, and also, like, if you're just a girl standing in a club and a reality star starts buying you drinks, you just roll with it. Well, and how is this girl supposed to know he has a girlfriend? Yeah, Either. these episodes yeah. have an but I But I think <laughs> that that was also very, like, true to real life. Because I've seen that happen a million times. Like, it's usually, like, if, if... Or even if I've been in a club with a friend who, say, she went to the bathroom, her boyfriend's at the bar, some girl comes up and starts talking to him, she comes back and goes off on the girl. Again, how is this girl That's supposed true. to know? Her boyfriend didn't say, like, back off. I feel like the girl gets blamed. So I don't think this is indigenous to Heidi. I yeah. think it's just society. And I think it sucks. But I still got wrong. mad at her for it. I'm very empowered by the Women's March, so... <laughs> I know, but I still got mad at Heidi for that. Yeah, no, and you sh- and it's rightfully bullshit. so, but I just wanted to clarify that, for to me, I feel like it's everyone does it, and it wasn't just, like, a Heidi annoyance. I mean, we have enough things about Heidi that annoy us. We don't need to add that to the list. It's true. Do you watch The Affair? No, and I want to. I hear it's really good. It is. It's gone downhill a little bit, in my opinion, but I feel like a lot of times people get so mad at the other woman character, and it's really, like... People get very worked up about it, and it's heated, and I hate the man. I yeah. hate the man. So anyway, sidebar. Um, so Heidi says she's so mad she's shaking, which that happens to me too. Like, you feel like you're out of control. Yeah. But then Spencer and his friend and these girls they're standing with take shots, and for some reason, that is just ten That's times more egregious than... Off. Yeah. Heidi says, they're taking shots? They're taking shots right now? They're taking shots? She says it three times. I counted. And she said, I'm so mad. I'm leaving. Um, the only thing that I... Well, it, the whole shot thing was weird in general, because... Apparently, the girls were making fun of Spencer for sipping his shot. Like, yeah. he didn't shoot it. He was just sipping it. Yeah. I don't know what, if Kevin was doing that as well. But then there was a whole weird back and forth about that. About, like, oh, you can sip it too. You don't have to down it. But you can go ahead and down a girl, but don't make fun of me for sipping it. Like, it was a whole weird thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and again, I'm guessing that Heidi... I mean, who knows? The producers are probably like, shots is the last straw. Flip out. But (laughs) the only thing that would make sense to me is that you do buy shots for someone you want to hook up with. It's like, I want to get you a little drunk. Like, this is this flirty thing. Did Spencer dole them out or did his friend? I think Spencer dole them out. Okay. But either way, I mean, it's a very, like, hi, ladies, I want to, like, get to know you move. Even more so than buying a drink, I think, is buying Or I want to piss off my fiancé sitting over there. Yeah. But Heidi's reaction was hilarious and way overblown. Yeah. So then they go into the hallway, I guess? Or the entrance? They were by the bathrooms. By the bathroom, yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite places to be in a nightclub. Yeah. Back in the day. Um, 
And they have a fight outside the bathroom, and I don't have that much to say about it. Uh, I do, because did you hear what song was playing in the background while they were having their fight? No. It sagged halfway through. The Humpty Dance. It's really hard <laughs> to take a fight seriously when the Humpty Dance is playing in the background. Well, that's part of why I have no notes about it, is that I'm not taking it seriously. It just... It's just he... It's you did this, you did this, you did this, you did this. Yeah. Heidi's saying that when guys come up to her, she shoes them away. I haven't seen that. What guys have been coming up to you? Spencer said, I wasn't flirting with them. I was standing next to them and talking to them. They said hello to me and I was talking to them, which... I I mean, he's not that far off from what he was doing. Yeah, he bought them some drinks, but Spencer also likes to flash his money around when he goes out, I'm sure. Well, but here's where Spencer loses any leg to stand on. Okay. He came there knowing she was going to be there. Oh, yeah. Like, if this and if if she had showed up where he was accidentally, or he had truly accidentally showed up where she was, right. this would be a perfectly legitimate argument. But if you are going to the club where you know your ex-girlfriend is hanging out, it, everything you do is calculated. Right. And so what I think Heidi's actually mad about is that Spencer was in on this with producers, and she didn't know what was happening. That's why I think her rise is real. I think she, when oh. she says later, you embarrassed me, she means it. So do you think maybe she just knew he was showing up at the club to like confront her perhaps, but not going to show up and like talk to girls? I don't know. It, it almost looks as though she thought she was going to get like a girl's night out with Audrina and then producers turned it into this and she was mad that Spencer didn't clue her in. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, my favorite though about the fight was A, Humpty Dance and B, Stephanie standing behind them in the background just looking like bored. Um, also the girl who squeezed by them to go to the bathroom and threw major side eye at them. Like, oh, these two? Yeah. God. <laughs> well, and also was probably just annoying in general because I, uh, this is the only time I've come in contact with this, but years ago when the real world DC was filming, um, I happened to be at the rock and roll hotel uh-huh. and they were filming. It was the most motherfucking annoying thing Ever. Yeah. Because it's not just them. So it was the two people from the cast that were there. It was the gay guy, I think, and the girl. Um, And they happened to be standing and having a conversation near the bathroom. And I had to go to the bathroom. Well, it's the two of them. And then I'm not shitting you. It's like 20 people around them with cameras and lights and extra mic packs and like all this shit. Yeah. So you can't get by. Like it is super fucking. And for someone like me who was like, <gasps> they're filming reality TV where I am. This is so amazing. I was like, get them the fuck out of here. This fucking sucks. Yep. So that real world house at the time was actually across the street from my office. Mm-hmm. And we would always just watch them leave to go places because yeah. it was such a production to watch them leave. And they always had to leave as a group. It was also staggering how little they left the house. They're like vampires. Oh, really? Yeah. They go out at night to like cause oh, drama. Oh, you mean during like, the day? Yeah, because I was at oh. work. Yeah, well, they don't. I wouldn't. I'd yeah. sleep all day. I'd I know. Stay up all night and party. Yeah, that's why I said they're vampires. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, to me, that's where we end things at Espar. It's just, you did this, you did that. Okay. Yeah. They're mad at each other. Whatever. And... So then we are at the villas, and Andrina is sitting on her bed, folding laundry. She says it's laundry day. And this is where she tells Lauren she went to S-Bar after work, and Heidi and Stephanie were there. She doesn't say that she went out with Heidi and Stephanie. Well, see, now, I didn't take that to mean that Heidi was misrepresenting what happened with Girls' Night. I took it to mean that Audrina was downplaying it to LC and wasn't Maybe. like, I'm going out with Heidi. It was like, oh, I went to S-Bar after work, and Heidi was there. I think that was more... Because after her reaction last time, do you blame her? 
But that's the other thing that's weird is that she has the same reaction this time. But differently. Like, I feel like... She basically gives the same piece of advice to Audrina again in a slightly bitchier tone. I, but I thought she was a little less taken aback when she heard that Audrina had been with her. Like, she, I feel like the first time... I guess She so. literally was like... Like, someone punched her in the chest almost, like, ugh. Yeah. And this time she was kind of, like, not that surprised about it. And then, then so. threw in the really bitchy, bitchy, self-centered warning at the end. Oh, my God. It's so bad. So, Audrina tells the story about how Spencer showed up and bought some girl shots and how Heidi wigged out. And, and uh, Audrina says, apparently, they're on a relationship vacation. And what does Lauren say about it? I don't remember what her comment to the vacation was. I don't remember either. I feel like she said something similar to what I said. Like, why wouldn't Heidi just go over there and put him in his place or something like yeah. that? But whatever. Oh, she did. She was like, they were, no, she said. She said, wasn't she engaged they were, to that she guy? She was engaged to that guy. Why didn't she just go talk to him? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So then she says, I would be really careful because it wouldn't surprise me if Spencer or Heidi try and be friends with you because they don't like my relationship with Stephanie. It's the most self-centered thing. Ever. Ever. And, and a really shitty thing to say to someone you're supposed to be friends with because basically you're kind of saying, like, the only reason they like for you. anyone to like you is because of me. Yeah. To get back at me. I mean, that's like a shitbag thing to say. Yeah, and that Audrina has nothing to offer them except this taste for revenge. Yeah. It's really, like... Audrina, it's funny, the first time Lauren said it, it looked like the first glimmer of Audrina turning on Lauren. Mm -hmm. And she looks that way this time too, and yeah. I don't blame her. I that is one of the rudest things Lauren has ever said to her, and now she said it twice. Yeah, I know. And the other thing is, it's not even remotely true. Yeah. I mean, this footage we see, they don't talk about Lauren. They don't, I mean, I think Heidi genuinely just wants well, to have some friends. And the more accurate statement is, be careful. It wouldn't surprise me if they want to befriend you to be on the show more frequently than they are. Or something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. It has totally. nothing to do with Lauren. Anyway. So then Lauren, you know, when Audrina was talking about Spencer and the girls, Audrina said, I just want to know, like, how he gets that many girls around him so quickly. Kind of making fun of Spencer, because... I think Audrina thinks Spencer's not that cute, which I'm in that camp. And Lauren says he probably pays them and no girl would want to touch that scum. And she looks really serious about it and then says, whoa, where did that come from? She hates him a lot. A lot, yeah. If there was anyone that was messing with her show and her production, it was Spencer, Spencer. Pratt. Yeah. Yeah. And Lauren's wearing a really comfortable looking hoodie, but her mustache is out in full force again. It was bad. It was pretty bad. Yeah. That, that, that natural daylight from Audrina's bedroom window was not, not helping. Yeah. So then we are at LA Fashion Week. They're sort of doing a rehearsal or a gathering of, you know, this fashion show, whatever. And we're at um, Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week yeah. in LA at Smashbox Studio. Good for you. And we see Robin, who's another partner from Kell on Earth. Um... And I don't have a lot to say about this. So there's a bizarre exchange between Whitney and this stupid PR girl, Jessica, about the lighting, about what color to start at and what color to fade to. Yes. And it was like watching two monkeys trying to screw in a light bulb. But, you know, it was just 
Wait, she wants to start with red or she wants to end with red? Wait, who told you that? Kelly? Yeah, Kelly. Kelly said that? She wants to start with red? Yes! Kelly wants to go from red to purple. Just write it down. And it doesn't... It doesn't really go anywhere. Um, my favorite was in the beginning, you hear <laughs> Kelly just yelling, grab anyone who's tall with their hair done. Yep. That's a great way to identify who the models are. Yeah. And then the scene ends with Kelly yelling at everyone, don't, don't fuck, fuck it up. It up. <laughs> Which I feel like RuPaul stole from her. Oh. Okay. That's his catchphrase on Drag Race. Oh. Don't I, fuck it up. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Good one. So then we are at Bolt House and... Heidi's having a meeting with Kimberly and Kimberly's talking about how she's changing this layout for the event and she wants to move this cabana here and giggles and says, I know we only have a week. Okay. (laughs) I love the fake scenes of work. It's so good. And so then Kimberly says, I haven't seen you all day. And Heidi says, yeah, I've been hiding. Last night was the worst night of Of my my life. life. Her whole life. Her whole life. Not the day her engagement was ripping off. No. But last night. Shots. Yes. Ruined it. Yes. And I think my theory about her being pissed off at Spencer going behind her back with the show is what she was mad about. Because she was legitimately mad. Yeah, it's possible. And maybe that's why it felt like the worst night of her life. It was the first time. She said, I've never been so betrayed. Yeah, that would make sense. Maybe it was the first twist of production she wasn't in on. <laughs> it's very possible. And she really was embarrassed by it, I think. Maybe. So then she says to Kimberly, she tells the story about Spencer buying shots and says, well, maybe he's just over it. And Kimberly says, you don't do something like that if you're over it. He did it to get your attention, is basically what she says. And then Heidi... This is like her, you know, this is like her Emmy reel for best dramatic actress says, how can you love and hate someone so much at the same time? (laughs) Well, I also like that Kimberly threw out a phrase childish display, which I really appreciated. That's Spencer's middle name. Yeah. Childish display Pratt. But again, in this situation, other than if, if he hadn't been the one to purposely show up there, I would a thousand percent have been on his side in this. Yes. The funny thing is, when he comes back later, when they talk, I am more on his side. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't even, like, you can ramp that shit up. I mean, I've ramped it up myself, and I've had it ramped up on me. I mean, you can, like, stroke the person's neck and hang on them, put your arm around their shoulder. I mean, he wasn't doing any of that with these girls. They were talking about shots. Yeah, I know. So Heidi is wearing a black bomber jacket this day at Bolt House. It looks like the gold one in a different color, but she looks adorable. And she calls Spencer and asks if On he, her iPhone. Yeah, she's upgraded now. And asks if he wants to come by to talk. She thinks they need to talk. It's dark out. Well, it's dark out, and we talked about this, because at first, like, I was like, are the windows tinted? Like, because it, it seemed really dark, but... It's January, February, so it it could be five o'clock. Yeah. I think they're trying to make it look like Heidi's working late. Yeah, and no, I think it's like five, five (laughs) thirty. Yeah. (laughs) So then we go back to LA Fashion Week, and we are at the Whitley Cross Fashion Show. Mm -hmm. K-R-O-S. Never heard of her. Um, They're getting the models to line up. Kirstie Alley is there. Well, before Kirstie Alley, we Uh get a quick shot in in the red carpet crowd of Jason Lee. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, so yeah, I was on lookout. So the only two celebs we got were Jason Lee and Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley was front row. Jason Lee was just, and who knows if he was even there for that show. It was like a crowd shot of him in a sea of a million people. Yeah. And then this is where we see the show, right? 
Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't have a lot to say about this whole runway show. Well, I mean, it was typical models out of order. Where's Michelle? Like, yeah, yeah, like uh, Kelly at the soundboard, like making sure everything comes together. Whitney climbs up on a ladder and yells for a model to come over. It wasn't even a ladder. They were calling a ladder, but it was really scaffolding. just a scaffolding for the yeah. lights. So I don't know why Kelly was calling it a ladder. But um, And this goes back, and I know I've mentioned this before, but this is why I can't take anything like this seriously. Because when you boil it down at the end of the day, it's 20 people walking in a semicircle for 30 seconds. Yeah, I was going to ask you that when we talked about it last time. How long is an average fashion show? Um, okay, well, you I figure- feel like the really long ones that are, like, big presentations, like Chanel or something, are maybe an hour, and I feel like that's pushing it. Oh, no, that's way pushing it. Yeah. Like, a normal fashion show is, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. Because you've got, let's say, what did it look like? They had 15 models this time? 15, 20 models? Yeah. I mean, each model walks for about 30 seconds. Yeah. Like, so, if you, so let's give every model a minute total. So, you know, you got 20 minutes and then they do the finale where they all come out at once. So yeah, yeah I have the 20, 25 minutes max, but that's even pushing it. Yeah. Well, I said Chanel because they do really big and ostentatious things where sometimes they, did you see the show where they like walked through a whole like fake house, almost yeah. like dolls? And, like, I figured they probably did, like, they should probably showed some movie beforehand, and then they, you know, whatever. But see, that I can kind of get behind, because it's more like performance art. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, so yeah. it's like watching a show show. But this, like, white carpet, I mean, white paper on the ground, runway, women coming out, men, one at a time, go to the end of the walkway, come back. Like, it, it cracks me up, because they act like it's fucking brain surgery, and it is not. I know. The reason it becomes like this is because people are disorganized, everyone shows up late, no one allots enough time to do the things they need to do. And like, no one sleeps. Yeah, and no one sleeps, and that's why it ends up like this. It does not have to be that way. Yeah. I mean... But again, that's, I, that's di- why I, don't, I digress. But that's why I don't have that much to say about it, is because I feel like almost every fashion show we've seen on the show is the same. Yeah, I mean, and the ones that I've done are super stressful, but they're super stressful for the reasons I just yeah. said. Oh, I like totally Like, the model was a half an hour late, or the makeup artist is running behind, and I don't have time to do the hair on the time. Need, like, it's shit like that. Like, if yeah. everyone just stuck to a schedule, cakewalk. Yep, totally. So then we're at the Bolt House Alley. Good times. We haven't Old been school. there in a while. And Heidi gets in the passenger seat of Spencer's car, and they start to fight, and Heidi says, if you want to be single, let me know. Spencer makes a fantastic point that... I was team Spencer for this entire argument. Me too. 100%. He says, what is a relationship vacation? That is a breakup. And Heidi's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. And she just, she doesn't really have a response to what she thinks it is. And he says, you know, when people move out and go their separate ways, that's a breakup. And she said, you embarrassed me. And he said, you're delusional if you think I was flirting with those girls. I was talking to them. He's not wrong. He did show up to get a rise out of her. That's yeah. why he's wrong. But then he says, you just let me know whatever this vacation is and how long I'm supposed to wait until you decide it's over. It's just fair. He was right on every point. He was right. She doesn't know what she's doing. She doesn't know what this means. She doesn't know what she wants from him. She wants her cake and she wants to eat it too. Yeah. She wants her own apartment, but she wants a loyal fiance. <laughs> and you can't do that. No. A loyal fiancé who she never sees, either. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Stupid. But I can't believe that I'm on Team Spencer. Yeah. There you go. I, that is one of the things that I revealed as 
Someone who's now rewatching The Hills as an adult, I've realized I'm more Team Spencer than I ever was when this originally aired. Yeah. Oh, I hated Spencer. I mean, I always yeah, wanted ever, to sleep I with mean, him. I mean, most people but did. But like, he was. I was like, he's a horrible. I mean, I never would have ever saw side with him ever. Right. Well, the other thing that you we also need to consider is that at this time, you have to think about how many interviews he was giving and how many stupid magazine covers they yeah. were pimping out. He was annoying on multiple mediums. True. And that made it worse. But just watching this show again, I'm surprised how frequently I agree with him compared to when I did, you know, 10 years ago. Oh, and I have a little sidebar about that that I forgot to mention. I don't think Malls will care about this. But um, yesterday when I was hanging out with Malls, she said that her friend is the one currently running Spencer's Twitter account while he's in Celebrity Big Brother. Oh, that's fun. I know. I thought it was fun. <laughs> but she said that, that the guy said Spencer's super cool. Really nice. And she actually said, because she's doing a documentary and she did some filming with him and she said that he was really cool and really nice. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. So then we are back at LA Fashion Week for pretty much the final scene. You know, we get some cutaways later, but this is the final scene with dialogue. And Kelly is really proud of her team. She's giving them high fives. She says, Whitney, I heard you climbed a ladder. What a bitch in training. (laughs) Just really good. Well, it's funny. She she says, like, you're my total bitch in training. And Whitney, like, doesn't know what to say and kind of says, oh, my gosh, what's my mom going to say? No, she she said, my mom will be so so proud. proud. (laughs) And then... Kelly points at Lauren. She goes, Lauren, you've gone from slow mo to fashion glow. Why? Because she didn't fuck anything up? Now, this is my one issue with Kelly Catron. And I'm remiss to even say anything negative about her because I love her so much. It's okay, say it. You can't look like that and be a bitch and use cutesy slang. (laughs) Like when she she came in, she goes, OMG. I was like, Kelly, like, no. Like, just don't. She's constantly surrounded with a lot of people a lot younger than her, though. Oh, for sure. But I think that, like, it comes... It just sounds so wrong coming out of her harsh, angry mouth. Yeah. When she tries to be cutesy and use slang and act like a 20-year-old. Like, it really... That's the only time I ever find her off-putting. Like, not even off-putting. Like, I'm embarrassed for her. I'm like, oh, don't do that. Yeah, that's fair. Well, that's not... That's not really hating on her, though. You're just slightly embarrassed by that one habit. Yeah. That's not that bad. She'd forgive you for that. <laughs> so then after she tells Lauren that she went from slow-mo to fashion glow, she says, we would be happy to have you on board. This shocks no one. But then why don't you talk about the shot that <clears throat> happened? Okay, so I actually had... Mara was taking notes, so she missed it. So we had to like rewind <laughs> so she could see it. The editors were killing me this episode. Yeah. Um, and they are fucking gunning for Jessica. So during this exchange... <laughs> um, there is when she's when Kelly is saying to Lauren like you know we'd love to have you come on board and then she says because we're going to be making some big changes around here and they cut to Jessica <laughs> looking dumbfounded and confused and out of it and cut right back my note says Jessica shits pants yeah <laughs> She looked like her name just got called for the lottery. Yeah, the only way it could have been like more apparent that she's getting fired, which we can all tell she's going to anyway, would be if this conversation was happening with a wide shot, and the editors instead, when Kelly says that, had like 
put in a CGI'd arrow pointing right at <laughs> <Yeah>. Jessica's head. <laughs> yeah. She's toast. Uh, completely. Yeah. And then just to hammer that point home, <laughs> Kelly starts asking about after parties and apparently there's oh, one yeah. in the green room and somewhere else and Jessica's like, Oh, and get a, taxi for, get a taxi for my nanny and my daughter. And my daughter. And Jessica literally, it's like her circuits have splayed and she just starts like, being like, what? Huh? No, it's even better. She holds up a handful of wristbands. Well, no, Whitney Gay handed them to her. And she goes, okay, I'll just start with the wristbands. Wristbands. No, call a taxi. Do all these things. Take the wristbands with you. She just gave you 15 tasks. So good. And now that I'm thinking back on it, was she wearing the same pink dress? No, she was wearing black. Oh, she was wearing black. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, the editors are, have made it very clear now for two episodes <laughs> that Jessica is going to be fired any minute. She's got one foot in the can already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, just as, like, the credits roll, we see Heidi get out of Spencer's car. She slams the door in an old school fashion. And then we see, you know, Lauren and Whitney walking out of the fashion tent and smiling and giggling because they're so excited they get to work together again. Now, I have a big problem with this. Yes. Um, because where the fuck is Heidi's car? Spencer drove her home? Oh, I assumed she was just getting out of the car again at Bolt House and was walking back to her car. No, that wasn't Bolt House. The car was in the opposite direction and it was driving. Like, he stopped and she got out. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Oh, good for you. I, she I just gonna assumed take they a cab still- to work in the morning? <laughs> then drive her car home. Like, it was dumb. Because I think he was pulling around the block and coming right in. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Or he pulled around to the front of the building to use the valet. Yeah. True. <laughs> um, and we don't have any scenes for next week. Um, sometimes that happens around here. And yeah. uh, they didn't show us any. So. so there you go, guys. We were just have a lot of fun surprises in store for you. Yes. We just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned and we'll talk to you guys next week. Until next time. <sighs> and that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter at B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymarebb at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time.